Masech's Tars Parak Yud Mishnah Beis until Parak Yud Mishnah Hey. The final parak, the final chapter of the Masechta, talks about the laws of an Amhaaret, somebody who is ignorant with regards to the laws of impurity, and how that relates to the pressing of olives into oil and grapes into wine. We learned in the previous Mishnah that Amhaarets would be purified in a mikveh; they would totally immerse themselves in a collection of natural rainwater to be purified before pressing the olives into oil, and they realized that the owner wanted them to remain pure. And the previous Mishnah talked about a case when the Amihariats who were pressing the olives stayed inside of the olive press. But over here, this Mishnah talks about where those Amihariats who were pressing the olives were coming in and out of the olive press. That having been said, the owner or somebody on behalf of the owner was watching over the Amiharets, and he knows that nobody else entered into the olive press other than those Amiharets who had been purified. And Umashkim Tumeim Besoyfmeis Habad, there are Tommy liquids inside of the building of the olive press, and the Amiharets are walking around barefoot, and... Because of that, their feet touched this Tommy liquid that had spilled on the floor. The Mishnah says, If there is enough of a distance between that Tommy liquid and the olives themselves, such that their feet would be dried on the ground whilst they walked from where the, the Tommy liquid spilt until they reached the olives, then there, we're not entirely sure whether indeed the liquid did fully dry. So there's still a possibility that the Tommy liquid was, was still on their feet once they reached the olives, in which case it would make the olives Tommy. But it's essentially a doubt. The Mishnah says, The olives are considered to be pure, because we already learnt earlier on in this Masechta, one of the few cases that the Mishnah listed as being cases of doubt that are ruled leniently is this, since anyway, the entire ability for Tommy liquid to make other food Tommy is only Midrabonon, at least this Tommy liquid, that itself only became Tommy by touching a source of impurity. So if there is a doubt as to whether this Tommy liquid made something else Tommy, that is ruled leniently. Now, this entire mission is assuming something that is pretty obvious based on the rules that we've learnt, that the people themselves are not considered to be Tommy. The only concern is that the Tommy liquid is still on their feet and that it touched the olives, but the person himself does not become Tommy from a Tommy liquid. If one's hands touch a Tommy liquid, then they become Tommy, but if a different part of his body touches a Tommy liquid, they do not become Tommy. We learned to the end of the previous parak that in general, a Amharitz is believed to say that he didn't touch a source of impurity after he purified himself especially before beginning the process of pressing the oil or grapes, because he realizes that the owner wants him to remain pure. But this Mishnah talks about a case where the olive pressers and the grape pressers, where a source of impurity was found in front of them. Over here, there's more of a concern that they became Tommy because it was right in front of them. They could very easily have walked over it and become Tommy. However, since we are talking about a case where the owner or somebody else is watching over them, they are likely to be even more concerned about becoming Tomei, and because of that, they are believed and trusted to say that they did not touch that source of impurity and become Tomei. Likewise, the young children who are with them, sometimes they would come with their fathers to work, 
they are able to go out uh, outside of the entrance of the olive press and excuse themselves behind a fence and they are still presumed to be pure they would usually go with their fathers the workers as well and they are all presumed to remain pure we're not concerned that they became tome whilst they were doing so as long as the, the Mishnah emphasizes that to what extent are they able to go far away? How far can they go and still be presumed to be pure? A distance that the owner or the person who is watching over them is still able to see them. He doesn't have to literally be able to see them as they are excusing themselves, but the point is that if he were able if he wanted to, he would be able to watch them and see them. Even from that distance, in that case, there is no concern that they became Tomei. Mishnah Gimel, as we have mentioned, before the Amiharet's workers would begin the process of pressing the olives or the grapes, they would first purify themselves in a mikveh. Now, just like Amiharets are not experts in most of the laws of impurity, it could very well be that they're also not experts in purifying themselves properly. So the Mishnah says, Abadon those who will press the olives or the grapes, as soon as one brings them into the domain of the cave, in general, mikvois, these collections of natural rainwater, they were often situated inside of caves. As soon as the owner brings them into the cave, dayo, that is enough. And we are able to presume that the Amiraritz is trusted to go into the mikvah properly and immerse his entire body at the same time in the mikvah. There aren't really any complicated laws with regards to purifying himself. Divrab Meir, that's the opinion of Reb Meir. Reb Yossi is more concerned, just like he was more concerned in the first Mishnah of this chapter. And he says, The owner needs to stand with them until they immerse themselves properly in the mikvah, in order to ensure that they indeed do so properly. Reb Shimon says... In a similar vein to what he said in the first mission of the Perak, in Tahirin Lohen, if Amiharets are considered to be pure in their own eyes, so they think themselves that they don't really need to be purified, so then they're not trusted to immerse themselves properly. The owner does need to stand next to them and watch over them until they immerse themselves to ensure that they do so properly. But if the Amiharets are Tomei in their own eyes, they realize that they are Tomei and that there is a need for them to be purified, then there is no need to stand next to them and watch over them until they go to the mikveh, and it would be sufficient just to bring them into the cave, and then he can presume they went to the mikveh and they did so properly. Mr. Dalud, as we have learned, in order for food to become Tomei, it first needs to have become wet from one of seven liquids. When it becomes wet, then it's considered to be it's fit to become Tomei, such that if it then touches a source of impurity, the food will become Tomei. But if the food never ever became wet with one of those seven liquids, then even if it touches a source of impurity, it will not become Tomei. All of this having been said, it must be that the liquid touches the food in a way that the owner is happy about. And it must be that the liquid exists in that state, wherever it is, in a way that the owner is happy about. And he wants that. As well as that, for the liquid itself to be Tomei and to make other things Tomei, it also needs to exist in a way that the owner wants it to. If somebody has grapes which he intends to eat, and some of the juice of the grapes drips from them and is touching the outside of the grapes, 
The owner doesn't really have any interest in that, and because of that, the grapes are still not considered to be fit to become tommy. However, grapes that one intends to press into wine, often they would check that the grapes have reached a sufficient level of being ripe, and they are ready to be pressed by squeezing a couple of the grapes that are on the vine to check how much liquid comes out of those grapes. Naturally, that liquid would drop onto some of the grapes that were underneath them, and it could very well be that by the time the grapes are harvested and cut off of the vine, it could be that those grapes onto which the liquid, the, the grape juice, dripped are still wet at that time that the grapes are cut off of the vine. Until the grapes are cut off of the vine, they're still attached to the ground, they certainly cannot become tommy. But as soon as they are detached from the vine, then they are able to become tommy, and if the liquid is still on those grapes, at that point, then the grapes would be fit to become tommy, they would be mushal akabal tumar, because the owner was happy about that liquid existing, because he wanted to squeeze the grapes that were above it to check whether the grapes are ripe. So the existence of that liquid essentially is, the, the owner is pleased about that. So it would make the grapes that are touching that liquid fit to become tommy. Because this would happen often, and it could be pretty difficult to keep track of which grapes touched the juice, so the Chachamim decreed that any grapes that were harvested with the intention of being pressed into wine are automatically considered to be mushla kabotuma, they are considered to be fit to become tommy. But what happens if the grapes were originally harvested with the intention of eating them? So it wasn't common for them to squeeze such grapes, and therefore there was no reason to make such a decree with regards to those grapes. But after being harvested, the person then changed his mind and decided to use those grapes for pressing them into wine. Is this case also included in the general decree that the Chachamim said, or not? Somebody who takes grapes from baskets or if the grapes were spread out on the ground and they were set aside waiting to be eaten, but now he takes them and he puts them into the wine press. He changes his mind with regards to what to do with these grapes. Bishamai say that as soon as he now designates them to be pressed for wine, so the general decree that the Chachomim made with regards to such grapes applies to these as well. Even if possibly the reason doesn't apply, because when they were originally harvested, they were harvested for with a different intention, since now they are considered to be grapes set aside for pressing into wine, that decree applies to these grapes as well. And therefore, no some down to Hoyrois... He needs to place them into the wine press and he needs to handle the grapes with pure hands. Because if he is Tommy or his hands are Tommy, then he will make the grapes Tommy because they are fit to become Tommy Midrabonon. They must not be down to Mayos. And if he places them and he handles them with Tommy hands, Tim on, he has made the grapes Tommy. And this is this will make a big difference if he ends up separating Truma from those from that wine from those grapes that it's considered to be Tommy. Bitsilla, I mean, however, Bitsilla say that that's not true. Over here, the reason for the decree doesn't apply. And even though in general we don't make exceptions to decrees that are made with Rabbanon, this is a pretty uncommon case for him to originally harvest it with the intention of eating the grapes and then change his mind to press the grapes into wine. Since, since it's an uncommon case, it was never included in this decree with Rabbanon. 
And therefore, even if the person is Tomei or his hands are Tomei, he can place the grapes into the wine press with Tomei hands. He can handle them with Tomei hands and it won't make the grapes Tomei because they're not yet fit to become Tomei. And therefore, they can be processed into wine. Once they are processed into wine, certainly it can become Tomei. But the wine is considered to be pure, even though he handled it with Tommy hands. And since it's pure, Umafis Trumosibitara, he can and he should separate Truma from it in a state of purity, and it will be considered to be pure Truma. Because he never made it Tommy, even though his hands were originally Tommy. The Mishnah ends off by teaching that Minho Avat Uminamashter shall Olim if he is placing grapes into the wine press from a container some kind of large container where they would place grapes that were set aside for pressing into, or if they were the olives were spread out on leaves in general, if the grapes were set aside for pressing into wine, they wouldn't place them on the ground because any juice that came out of the grapes they could still use. They were anyway going to press the grapes into wine. So they didn't want that juice to go to waste, so they would spread it all on leaves and then they would be able to add all of that juice into the wine press so that it wouldn't go to waste. Either way, we're talking about grapes that were originally harvested for being pressed into wine. And therefore, everybody agrees that he needs to place these grapes into the wine press with tohar hands, because they certainly can become Tomei. And if he uses Tomei hands to place them into the wine press, then he will make the grapes Tomei, because the grapes are all considered to be they're all fit to become Tomei, as we explained at the beginning of this Mishnah. Somebody who eats grapes that come from the basket. This is a basket of grapes that were set aside to be eaten. So they are not yet they're not fit to become Tomei. And he's eating these grapes, all the grapes that came out of the area that was that they were, that were spread on the ground. Again, they were set aside to be eaten. Even if the grapes are cracked and therefore the juice is dropping into the wine press, that is to say, even if he is eating these grapes whilst he's leaning over the wine press and he himself is Tome and the grapes are the, the juice from the grapes is dropping into the wine press, nevertheless, Hariagas Tahira, the wine press and all of the wine and grapes that are inside of it remain pure. Because as we mentioned, these grapes and the liquid as well is not fit to become Tome. Because the fact that it's dropping out, the, the owner has no interest in the liquid that's dropping out of these grapes. And therefore it's not yet able to become Tomei. On the other hand, if he is eating grapes that come from the large container or those which were spread on the leaves, these are grapes that were set aside to be pressed into wine originally. The person does have interest in the liquid that comes out of these grapes. And at least Bonon that is all considered to be fit to become Tomei already. Which means that as soon as the Tomei person touches the liquid that's coming out of the grapes, he will make the liquid Tomei. But not on the menu Gagayichidi, if even one single grape falls into the wine press, so it should really make the grapes Tomei. The only case where it would not make anything that is in the wine press Tomei is if there is no juice coming out of the grapes. And when can we be sure about that? If it has literally a seal, that means that the grape is properly closed at the top of it. 
and there is no juice of the grape coming out of it, then tahar, the wine press will remain pure because there's no liquid outside of the grape. So even these grapes that were set aside for being pressed into wine, it's true that Midrabanon, the grapes themselves are already fit to become Tomé, so the grapes are considered to be Tomé. We're not concerned about that, because the grapes, the, this this single grape is smaller than the size of a kabetza, it's smaller than an egg, and therefore even if it is Tomé, it does not have the ability to transfer its impurity onwards. Food can only transfer its impurity onwards if it's at least the size of a kabetza. The only concern is that there is Tomé liquid on top of the grape, Liquid, which is Tomé, can make something else Tomé regardless of its size and quantity. So as long as we can know that there is currently no liquid on the outside of that grape, then Tahar, that which is inside of the olive pre- of, the, of the wine press, remains pure. In the however, if there is no seal, the grape is not properly closed at the top of it, then Tomé, that which is inside of the wine press, that which it touches, become Tomé because we assume there is some liquid that is dropping out of the grape. What happens if noflum menua novim, grapes, multiple grapes now, fall from that container of grapes, and he pressed those grapes in the wine press, in an area of the wine press where there are no other grapes. And the quantity of grapes that fell in is exactly the size of a kabetza. Now, if these grapes would have fallen onto other grapes, so certainly it would make those grapes tome, because now there is enough grapes, there's a kabetza of grapes, and therefore it can tra- they can transfer their impurity onwards. But in this case, the grapes fell into a part of the olive press where there are no other grapes, so they obviously don't make the other grapes tome. The concern is that the juice that came out of the, the, these grapes then touched the other grapes that are in the olive press. Says the Mishnah, Tahar, the other grapes will remain pure, because since there was exactly a kibitz of grapes, as soon as a tiny amount of liquid came out of these grapes, the grapes are now less than the size of a kibitz, which means that those grapes never even made the liquid tome, because as soon as there is any liquid that exists, there's not enough solid grapes to make the liquid tome. So the liquid remains pure, and even if the liquid touches the other grapes, the other grapes will be tahar, they'll be pure. But yesumikabetsa, if there is even a tiny amount more, larger than the size of a egg of these grapes, then tome, then this would make all of the other grapes in the olive press, in the grape, in the wine press tome. Because shakevan shayotsas tipari shayna, as soon as the first drop comes out of these grapes, Nitmes bekabetsa, that drop of wine, of grape juice, becomes tome from the kabetsa of food, of, of, of solid grapes that still exists. And that is tome, so that would make the juice tome, and the juice would in turn make all of the other grapes in the, olive, in the wine press tome.